Episode 11 is brought to you by the Rose Community Group. Making the world a little bit better. Making us a species to be proud of. Monson Jackson, Series 2, Episode 11, Ever After. Elijah opened her mouth to speak, then stopped. Now, where are my manners? Would you like a drink? Something hot? Something cold? Guaranteed poison-free, of course. Elijah allowed herself a small laugh before noticing that neither of her guests had responded. You guys are going to have to work on your trust issues. I mean, how hard can it be for a traitor ex and a hitman to find a way forward in resolving their emotional conflicts? Elijah laughed alone again. Oh, stop being so serious. Why not spend these last remaining moments enjoying yourself, rather than throwing it away being all tense and nervous? Tell you what, how about a play to take your minds off things? Monsoon looked at Sicario, who looked back at him. This showdown was now so far past what everyone had come to accept as a good old-fashioned proper showdown. They weren't sure whether to just accept things or continue to find ways to kill Elijah at the earliest opportunity. Before they could think much more, two large gold curtains swooshed back. Hanging from the rail was a recently deceased Dugfrey. The floor below was covered in everything his until-recently-clenched muscles had been holding onto. A blur of cleaning robots were doing their best to clean it up. Behind that, the curtains revealed the inside of what had been Monsoon and Elijah's home. Except for the pictures of Monsoon pinned to the walls with knives. That was a new decorating touch. Two actors nervously walked out on stage. It was obvious they'd already received Elijah's well-known welcome speech. It was a speech that started off in a supportive tone, but soon lurched into a discussion of their entrails and their family's eyes and tongues, and how this could all not be something to worry about if they did what was asked of them. For some, they'd realized, too late, that even doing what was asked of them had not kept their digestive system on the inside where it's required, or for their family lying on the ground, screaming, looking out through vacant sockets. Vile as it was, it was extremely effective in keeping people in line and doing precisely what you wanted. It remained a genuine surprise that other corporations hadn't gone down this route in the endless pursuit of profit over rights and compassion. Probably only a matter of time. The two actors stood silently on the stage until Elijah waved at them impatiently. Welcome home, Monsoon. Did you have a hard day at work? I killed some people, then explained it away and how it was all justified. But otherwise, nothing special. Monsoon relaxed. So this was how it was going to go. Elijah's twisted version. He casually put on the sunglasses Carla had given him and sat back. 
Oh, that is nice. It's good they all deserve to die, and you have absolutely no guilt about their deaths, or their bereaved, grieving families. What is there to drink? I need a drink, not to forget, but to celebrate me. I am the best there's ever been. This was undoubtedly going to be a show about how much Elijah disliked Monsoon. An endless series of cheap shots in inaccurate history, or at least history he did not agree with. Monsoon made a move to get up. This proved to be a bad idea. All of Elijah's weaponry swung round and concentrated itself on the settee. Monsoon put a hand up and slid back down. Clearly, Elijah had decided they'd be watching the show until the end, and so it continued. Monsoon, did you remember it's our anniversary next week? I thought we'd celebrate with inviting friends over. Well, my friends over. Because you don't have any friends. Because you murder innocent people all day long, like some kind of overweight and vastly incompetent Judge Dredd. None of them are innocent. I have judged them. And I'm not overweight. It's just you're so perfect in every way, it makes me look like a puffy, disgusting old man. Maybe if you lost some of the weight, you'd be able to perform. When's the last time you even saw your toes? It's not the weight. It's the knowing that I am wrong, but being too weak and feeble to admit it. Also, I am terrible at scenes of an explicit nature. I don't know why you stay with me. I am a disgusting, foul beast who should live in the tunnels and eat off the detritus left behind by others. Monsoon put a hand up. He wasn't sure why, but it seemed a safer option than trying to stand up again. Elijah didn't turn, but then she didn't have to. Monsoon was being closely monitored from every angle, in case he tried anything. Yes. How much longer does this character assassination drag on for? Just, I'm bored. Monsoon looked over at Sicario, who, unfortunately at that moment, was smirking at something the actors had said. He immediately stopped smirking and nodded supportively. Monsoon kept his gaze on him for longer than was necessary. He didn't like people he was about to rely on smirking about him. As long as I consider it worthwhile. Why? Are you in a hurry to die? Monsoon put his hand down. He didn't want to die, but this amateur theatre was perhaps a worse option. At least dead, he wouldn't have to listen to Elijah's poorly written script being acted out by two terrified actors. Monsoon glanced back at the stage. The actor playing him was now walking repeatedly into a wall, just missing the open door next to him. At least there was no circus music to underscore how stupid this version of Monsoon was. Oh, I don't believe it. I forgot the music. Elijah pushed buttons. Circus music blared into life underscoring how stupid this version of Monsoon was. Elijah noticed with annoyance that adverts for circus equipment immediately flooded her device. The curse of the 21st century, still annoying the hell out of everyone all these years on. The actors awkwardly tried to move in time with the music, which did not work at all. I'm going out tonight, Elijah. I haven't betrayed enough people today, and it's making me angry. (laughs) 
Well, try to avoid killing innocent people, although I know you don't care. Why don't you take it out on an innocent Andar King trader? Their limbs grow back, and oh, but you know that already, don't you? Monsoon tensed ever so slightly. How did Elijah know about that? That was far back in history, and a good while before he lured Elijah into killing her own mother. While distracted, Monsoon for the first time noticed Elijah's weaponry was marked with the unmistakable branding of Dugfree's Emporium of Wonder. The sunglasses were running an encrypted scan. They identified a hidden panel. For the first time in a long time, Monsoon smiled. Sicario leant over and whispered, What? I have a plan. Is it a good plan where we definitely don't immediately die in a hail of laser fire? Well, let's hope so. You in? Anything to stop this play. I mean, I think Elijah's captured your personality, but... Sicario stopped and smiled. Go on my move, and whatever weapons you've got concealed, fire them at Elijah. I won't be doing much for the next few minutes. Monsoon slowly slid his fingers around the arm console. A small screen popped up asking, Are you sure? Monsoon impatiently tapped the button to move on. Another screen popped up asking if he was absolutely sure. He punched the button and a pulse leapt from his arm. The room fell into darkness as most of Elijah's weaponry went offline. Monsoon fell to the floor like a poorly balanced marble statue. The actors exited stage left, pursued by fear. Sicario was on his feet, firing a large number of weapons that had appeared from, well, it was best not to think about storage options. Smoke and dust filled the room as he fired everything he could at Elijah. Monsoon rolled himself towards Elijah. It was taking all his strength, but the smoke and explosions kept him covered. He reached out to, then ripped off, the hidden panel. He punched in the passcode LV426. The circuitry fizzed and fried. This was a failsafe Dugfree had built in on anything he sold. His last act, which no doubt to his annoyance he hadn't profited from. Monsoon slowly pulled himself up as all of his augmentations were still flashing red amber. He looked over at Elijah, but already knew that she wasn't there. He waved at Sicario to stop firing everything he had. After a while, he acquiesced and looked over at the empty container Elijah had occupied. Then, in an entrance worthy of every dignitary on every planet, Elijah sashayed into the room. Instinctively, Sicario fired at her, just at the same time Monsoon fired at him to stop him. Sicario's round grazed Elijah's face, while Monsoon's round had punched a hole in Sicario's chest. Sicario fell to the floor. Monsoon dragged himself over to Elijah. She was smiling. As if I could kill you. Almost everything you've done up to now would suggest otherwise. That's just for show. Reputation is everything. If I'd shown compassion, it would have been, well, just embarrassing, really. But your mother, 
You left me a note saying we needed to talk. You must blame me for that shot you took. Oh, I did. I hated you for a long time. But my own mother coming back from the grave to try and kill me helped me over that. And you trying to kill me. Well, that was just you doing what you knew had to be done. People had to believe you. The hate was everything. But... Here. Now. Tell me how you love me. Monsoon pulled himself up. He moved closer to Elijah. Their lips danced, moments from embrace. Monsoon lowered his voice. Of course I love you, Elijah. As he said it, the knife blade plunged into his chest, up to the hilt. This had been done with all the anger. Monsoon fell backwards in slow motion, blood pumping freely from the wound. He clutched at the blade handle and spat out the next few words. I love you, but I don't trust you. Now! And with that, Sicario fired a single shot clean through Elijah's forehead. No mistakes. No misses. This was what Elijah had hired him for, and this is what he did best. Elijah fell to the floor without another word. Sicario dropped his weapon, then sprayed medical foam on his wound. Slowly, he dragged himself over to Monsoon, who was lying motionless on the floor. Sicario used the foam to try and stop the flow. You nearly killed me. It had to look convincing. You're lucky I understood that, or there'd be two corpses here right now. If you'd faked your reaction, she would have known. It would have been over. And what now? Just outside those doors is a lot of people who worked for her. Well... I don't know about you, but I'm kind of done for the day. Any ideas? Thing is, Elijah's dead. So they don't work here anymore, because they won't get paid. Just as he said that, the massive room doors swung open, and a number of her bodyguards rushed in to see the scene before them. They looked over at the mess and quickly made their decision, filing back out of the room. Time to find another employer. Lucky guess. Monsoon smiled as he passed out, falling into an unconscious void that was better than the pain and blood loss of reality. There was no funeral for Elijah. The body was cremated, and the dust scattered out in the vacuum of space, as happened for paupers. Not the most gracious of exits, but one which those involved felt Elijah deserved. And one day, some of those ashes might float past and attach to her mother's floating grave. Finally embraced, together again, as it had been back at the start. The Cluna family bought the house. Of course they did. The Solar Force PR division finally managed to convince everyone that not all ex-Solar Force officers were murdering psychotics who had to be imprisoned for everyone's safety via a series of advertising campaigns involving singing cheese, for some reason. Detective Lang was quietly retired 
and strongly advised to keep quiet should he not wish anything terrible to happen to him. After all, the law was the law, until it wasn't, and the powerful chose what they wanted. Priva was finally allowed to practice legally. Initially elated, she soon realized just how dull life could be and disappeared back into the underground. This was where she wanted to be, and anyway, the pay was much better. Sicario was out of the self-employed hitman game. The hole in his chest healed, but he was now reliant on an augmentation. He could go back in, but why? There were plenty of governments who wanted things done to help improve their chances at the next elections. The work was easier and better paid. In addition, most of the councillors were too dumb to understand that what they were asking was recorded and subject to blackmail. He was making enough to engage the new record keeper, for the just-in-case. Dugfree's Emporium of Wonder was taken over by Carla. It carried on selling dubious products of questionable origin. But she always had what she wanted. And in the grand scheme of things, everything just carried on, as it does. Much as you think you're important, you're just a speck. A tiny bubble on a tiny ripple, drowned out by the vast ocean of an ever-expanding humanity. The only thing that made you different, that really ever mattered, was how you left others feeling. If you said something, did something, made something that carried something positive along the ripples, then you were worth the oxygen. If you spent your time belittling, being nasty, being cruel, then every breath you took was a waste. Your memory would be of no value, as you'd done nothing to bring humanity together. Much as humans had expanded from a single rock to a lot of rocks, it was still all about everyone being reliant on the rocks and the day-to-day -day interactions that made you smile. Hate was a design flaw, a weakness brought from fear and stupidity. If all you had was hate, you had nothing. Some of the planets were getting better, had moved beyond policy to the inhabitants actually behaving like decent people because they understood that it was the right thing to do. But the fight was not over, and some of the most senior counselors were vicious racists. Dumb, ignorant clowns only in power because mummy and daddy had blood money. But that would change in time. Whether with their bodies hoisted on poles in revolution, or by humanity saving itself from hate. A destructive force that only shortens its own life cycle. It was up to humans to make the right choice. Hopefully. Eventually. The fields of food stretched out in the distance. It had taken a lot of trial and science, but they'd worked out how to grow fresh produce. Following on from this, a number of worlds had begun growing fresh food on a personal level. Not all worlds could sustain it, but for those that could, the joy of eating a fresh fruit or vegetable was one of the best pleasures while staring out into the vacuum of space. The kind of people who enjoyed this were normally kind, gentle, and family-oriented. Normally. An augmented hand stretched and carefully lifted up a small red tomato. 
hardly enough to make a meal, but all with my own hands. Monsoon looked over at his small holding. It wasn't much, but enough to keep him alive. His neighbors smiled and waved, and much even to Monsoon's surprise, still, he smiled and waved back. It wasn't natural yet, but he was trying. The stabbing had nearly been fatal. It had sliced into his heart, but just missed cutting fully through it. Part of him still wanted to believe that that was because Elijah couldn't quite bring herself to do it. More likely, she just missed. Priva was able to repair him. Sicario had done enough to keep him this side of death before she arrived. He was forever in her debt, and she knew it. But it was not a debt worth having, given all Monsoon had now was perishables and a simple home. All of his experiences, all the trials he lived through, had made him realize the worlds didn't need him. Undoubtedly, someone would take his place, in time, like an actor stepping into an existing role and assuming no one would really notice any difference because the actions and words would be the same. The neighbors wandered over. He'd known them from prison and liked the fact that they were no longer in awe of him, no longer scared of him, that he could just be. I see you've managed a tomato. Nothing better is a fresh vegetable. Fruit. It's a vegetable. Fruit. It is perhaps a fruit and a vegetable. They both began to type into their tablets to see what the current thinking was among those whose opinion mattered no more than theirs. Monsoon was about to say something, but instead walked away. He knew when they got like this, they would be discussing things for at least an hour. It wasn't that he had better things to do with his time, it was just something was wrong. His instinct couldn't stop, much as he tried. He walked back into his home and exited moments later with purpose in his eyes. His neighbors were still arguing, but the topic had moved on to whether electric scooters should be rammed up their owners where the sun does not shine. On this one, they both agreed. It was a good idea. Monsoon walked towards the spaceport. It was only a small local one as not many craft visited, except when the crops were ready. So, the craft that had descended a while ago stood out. It wasn't military, it wasn't government, but there was still something wrong with it. He spotted the craft. It was still clearing customs. It wasn't really there was much customs to clear, just that it was policy to make clearing them a nightmare, because it was, well, the only joy customs officers got from their otherwise dreary, pointless lives. Eventually, the officers waved the craft to a designated landing bay. Monsoon slowly moved around. Why were his senses so fixated on this craft? And then it became clear. He recognized that face. Monsoon drew both Mary Janes and read it himself. He might be a farmer now, but he wasn't an idiot. Just because he'd moved on, it didn't suddenly mean everyone had forgiven him. As they walked past, Monsoon readied his weapons. Whatever it is, I'm not interested. The figure didn't even flinch at the surprise from the shadows. Instead, he just held up a tablet. There was a photo of Carla bound to a chair with a blindfold on. She was bleeding and bruised. My past caught up with me. You know what that feels like. 
Monsoon re-holstered the Mary Janes and moved out of the shadows. Cluna family. Sicario nodded and then stared straight into Monsoon's eyes, noticing for the first time the different colors. Then he leant in towards Monsoon. We kill them. Kill them all. Are you in? A smile, one he hadn't used in an age, crossed his face. With my thanks, this episode was voiced by Adam Roach as the narrator and the voice of Monsoon Jackson, with Heather Dent Cowan as the voice of the adverts. With additional voices, Suze Kempner as Elijah, Alex Seabright and Lee Brace as the terrible actors, Tillian Duyab as Sicario, and Thomas Austin Morgan as Mott, and Anthony Collette as Nat. Written and edited by Andy Case for Lightmotif Productions Limited, copyright 2020.